You've seen these movies where they say, make my day or I'm your worst nightmare. Well, listen to this one. Rubber baby buggy bumpers. Ha! You didn't know I was going to say that, did you? On this episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. No, you did not know you were going to say that. Reflux capacitor. Fluxing. Crew. Distinctions. Scanning for. Last action hero. 1993. Prepare to rewind in 3, 2, 1. Welcome to the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and video games from 15 or more years ago. You can find this episode on the re- at retrorewindpodcast.com slash 118, that's 118, where there are links to contact us and vote on the movies we cover. There's also a Patreon link if you'd like to be one of our awesome patrons helping fund the show alongside Brian Keating, Deborah Powers, Jared Holzhauer, Chris Cowan, Patrick Hicks, Michael Kelso, Diego Avila, The Feel and Film Podcast, Peter Guzman, and a secret patron as well. Thank you all so much for taking action and being our heroes. Yes. My name is Francisco Ruiz. I'm a dad designer and dislike Danny to a degree. And I predicted that Last Action Hero would be a tragic movie. Why don't you like Danny DeVito? <laughs> I didn't say that, Danny. Well, you, didn't spe- you didn't say it wasn't. Uh, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that in a bit, Paul. All right. But uh, that's... But his name was Denny. I think that's what Arnold was saying through most of the movie. <laughs> Denny! <laughs> Denny! <laughs> Hold your horses, Peter. We'll get, to, we'll get to all this here in a second. <laughs> First, let me introduce uh, the first mate, Paul, the master interrupter powers. Hey, Paul. Howdy. Howdy. Here's my trivial question for you, Paul. Jack Slater, when trying to pose as Arnold Schwarzenegger in the quote-unquote real world, keeps getting the name wrong and calling himself Arnold Braunschweiger. Yes, Braunschweiger. Braunschweiger, yeah. yeah. The first part of Arnold's real name, Schwartz, means black in German. Uh (laughs) <laughs> While the first part of the wrong name, Braun, means brown, brown. in German. Yeah. Also, a brown schweiger. Back then, we're called the Von Brauns. <laughs> anyway, go, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, a brown schweiger is a type of liverwurst made in Braunschweig, or Brunswick, Germany. In the German dub, he calls himself Arnold Beckenbauer, which means pool builder. <laughs> which creates additional comedy, apparently, since it is also the name of one of Germany's most famous soccer players. Oh. Paul, when you lived in Germany, you lived in Germany, right? Or was it Italy? Correct. Okay. No. Well, yes, but anyway. Okay. When you lived in Europe, did people ever mispronounce your name, Paul Powers? Or Paul Bazooka Powers, Paul Lava Bazooka Powers? <laughs> <clears throat> sure. <laughs> <laughs> How did they say it? Um, not really. Oh <laughs> my gosh. They, they would call me Pool, I guess. But my name's not Pool. Pool. It's okay. Paul, but I don't know. All right. It, I have a very common name, so it's kinda hard to I guess that's true, huh? All right. Yeah. Well, very it's good. Not very like good. Francisco. I'm sure over there it's easier to pronounce in a lot of places. Maybe. We'll yeah. just have to find out. I guess so. <laughs> when we do our European <laughs> tour of the podcast. Our world tour. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, thank you, Paul. What was your prediction for Last Action Hero? I predicted that Last Action Hero would be nostalgic. Nostalgic. Already. 
Now, joining us once again, he is the creator of the Spirit Blade Audio Drama Trilogy, uh, the Christian Geek Central Community, and the Spirit Blade Underground Podcast. We'd like to welcome back to the show, Peter Franson. Hey, Peter. Hey, thanks so much for having me, guys. Good to be here again. Absolutely. Glad to have you back. Uh, I have a couple more questions for you, Peter. Uh, First, can you tell us who is your favorite actor or actress working today? Um, I'll say a... A, an interesting actor, a good actor that comes to mind is uh, the dude who plays Magneto. Ian McKellen. And, no, younger Magneto. Thank you. Thank oh, you. oh, oh, um, F- Fastbender, Michael, yes. Michael Fass- yeah, yeah. Fassbender. Yeah. 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 I, I, I think he's uh, I think he's a really interesting actor and I don't know how like varied he is, you know, in terms of like what kinds of characters he plays, but I don't think I've seen a movie in yet where I've looked at his performance and said, uh, boy, that was bad. There was maybe like a moment or two. I was like, okay, that was a little bit Nicholas cagey there. In, <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> where he went for some bold choices that I didn't feel like quite worked. But, yeah. uh, but I think with those exceptions, which really surprised me, I, I feel like I'm always in for a, a solid performance uh, with Michael Fassbender. Awesome. Very cool. Peter, my trivial question for you is this Charles dance who played Benedict in this movie, the guy with the, uh, the missing eye, uh, said in interviews that after being told that he had won a part turned down by Alan Rickman because of the salary, he wore a T-shirt on set which uh, which read, I'm cheaper than Alan Rickman. Wow. <laughs> awesome. That's cool. <laughs> Peter, what Schwarzenegger film would you be willing to be paid peanuts for to be the main villain? Oh, I think any of them. <laughs> I mean, That's the only correct I, answer. I mean, I, I haven't been in a, a movie before. I think that would be a really like fascinating experience. Oh, and, totally. uh, and yeah, if provided I could get time away from my family, sure, I will accept peanuts in, in exchange for this experience. So awesome. Okay. <laughs> Very cool. Um, and finally, Peter, what was your prediction for Last Action Hero? Well, um, I think I probably have a bit of a a growing reputation, at least with uh, when it comes to superhero movies, of being in the minority mm-hmm. of uh, of what what people like and dislike, and and I think I'm going to be in the minority here. Um, I, I I predicted, yeah, this would be a classic. Very cool. So we're told we're prediction wise, we're at a draw, we're at an impasse. Yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see if we resolve though as we discuss this movie. Uh, but Paul, will you please enter the course for Alice so we can get going with that? Sure, Alice. Let's have a roundtable discussion on Last Action Hero, including what yeah. we liked and what we liked the most, and also what we disliked, including what we the most. And we'll come back for our final ratings and some feedback and announcements. Very cool. Alice, get us to Last Action Hero, please. Alert. Alert. Approaching target. Spoilers are coming. Establishing analysis vector. You don't know what fun is yet. Pass this please. Columbia Pictures presents Arnold Schwarzenegger. To be or not to be. Last action hero. Not to be. Rated PG-13. Advanced screening Thursday starts Friday everywhere. 
Uh, there may have been an advanced screening of Last Action Hero, but what was advanced in terms of our memories of this movie? Yeah, that was a horrible segue, but we're going to go for it. A boy frequents an old movie theater and watches all of Arnold Schwarzenegger's movies. The kid had some crazy ar- arrangement with the theater owner to see the print of the new Arnold, Arnold movie before anyone else all by himself. That's how I'd like to watch all new movies, please. He wins Houdini's magical golden ticket that gets ripped, and the boy goes inside the movie. Boy teams up with the action star, movie Schwarzenegger, Sylvester Stallone, quote-unquote, the cop with the hot daughter from Mortal Kombat, (laughs) (laughs) to stop the psycho villain with eye implants who killed Mozart. (laughs) But the kid gets in the way, plus the phone number gag, all numbers start with 555, and PG-13 language reference, Arnold can't say an R-rated word, uh, the villains of the movie enter the real world. Movie Schwarzenegger and Charlie uh, follow them back to real world. Oh, because of the golden ticket. Uh, real world to stop the psycho in white. And Schwarzenegger dies. Just kidding. A mortal wound in the real world is just a scratch in the movie world once Arnold gets back to safety. But it somehow magically returns to normal. Um, I'd say... Probably so. One of us among us was kind of incepted there. So uh, I'm not going to name names, Francisco. But uh, uh, Paul, will you please give us the technicals for how Last Action Hero was made? Like who was in it? How how it did at the box office, etc. All right, Last Action Heroes rated PG-13, runs two hours and ten minutes, and was released in theaters on June 18th of 1993. It was directed by John McTiernan. That's how you want to pronounce his name. Go ask John if you want to know otherwise. And it starts other stars other funny-named people like Arnold Schwarzenegger and... Uh, Let's see what else. Who else? There's so many people uh, in this. Frank McRae. Frank McRae. Professor uh, Toru Tanaka. Yes. Austin <coughs> O'Brien. Ian McKellen. Uh, uh, Bridget Wilson. Samp. Uh, whatever. I think she was in something we covered. Anyway, Colleen Camp. She was. Robert Patrick. <laughs> Damon Wayans. Um, uh, Danny DeVito, who we talked about earlier, and Al Leong. Just to name a few. So um, some of those people are in past episodes. I didn't get them all, but the ones I did get Oh, are, come on, are Francisco. Oh, I'm doing the best here, You named ones I wasn't expecting. What do you want from Well, me? I got your back. Don't <laughs> okay. worry. Um, so first off, we've covered other movies that Arnold Schwarzenegger has been in, including a Predator, which was RetroRewindPodcast.com slash 96, The Terminator and T2 Judgment Day, which were slash 89 and slash 90, respectively, and True Lies, which was slash 54. Uh, John McTiernan also directed Predator, which was slash 96. And Pater was actually on that episode, which was yeah. totally fun. Um, Michael Kamen, who I don't think you mentioned, Paul, was the composer. He also oh, did yeah. the score for X-Men, which was slash uh, 111. Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, which was slash 25. And Adventures in Babysitting, which was slash 97. Nice. Uh, Frank McRae, who was Lieutenant Decker in this movie, was in The Wizard, Slash 55, and Batteries Not Included, Slash 9. Yes. Uh, Professor Toru Tanaka, who is the tough Asian man. He, he's the, I guess he's in the James Bond, right? He's the short guy or 
No, he looks like him. I oh, think. I don't think oh. he's in James Bond, but he looks just like him. Basically, he played the same role in Pee-wee's Big Adventure. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just <laughs> slash sixty. Yes. Yeah. And Ian McKellen was in X Men again slash one one one, and Lord of the Rings: The Fellowship of the Rings slash one zero five. All right, Austin O'Brien, the main kid. He was a uh, the Whiz kid in Apollo thirteen. Oh one of those right, little things. Just slash twenty one, I believe. Right, and uh, Colleen Camp was uh, m- Mrs. Uh, uh, darn it, No Arcade's wife in uh, Wayne's World. Oh, and okay. you, did you mention Robert Patrick as the T one thousand? Because he's been the T. No, I didn't. He, that he was used just the T one thousand in Wayne's World and in T- Terminator Two. So Wayne's he played World the same role. is slash one zero two. Okay, get to the the All how right. well da- did Paul please? Damon Wayans was oh uh, Major Payne. Danny DeVito was you, you know stop in, uh, mirroring, Okay, Stone. will you please? <laughs> I got to do one more. Only because Al Leong, he was one of the gunmen on top. He was Genghis Kong and Bill and Ted. I got to represent All Bill right. and Ted. All right, fine. All right, good. All right, so Bill and not Bill and Ted. Last action hero. The budget of this film was about $85 million and went on to gross uh, about $137 million plus uh, $27 million in rentals. Wait, so that did better, right? That's a lot better. Okay, well, because the thing I saw, I was expecting to do the power down because the the budget versus the gross I saw was vastly off. Is like it did really bad. So okay, maybe opening weekend it did. Oh, maybe that was my impression. That was yeah. my impression a while back. Was when like when it came out that it was maybe I'm thinking of the critical reception, but I remember thinking yeah. doing bad in theaters. Yeah, it it did at first, but worldwide altogether, it made. Uh, a lot more. I bet you it was a domestic thing that it didn't do so well. But at the end Maybe. of the day, I mean, you want money from everywhere. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, guys. So. Well, with all that, uh, apparently the world loves Arnold Schwarzenegger. I think the three of us like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I know I do. Uh, but what things did we like in particular about Last Action Hero? Let's start with our guest, Peter. What's one thing you liked? Uh, let's see here. Um, one of the biggest things, like when I was on the show last time, I actually was not at the end of the day happy with Arnold Schwarzenegger. I was just kind of tired what? Of, off the show of, of him Leave doing now, his thing. And, you know, <laughs> wait, but, this was for Predator, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. But watching this, um, I was like, this. He okay. This is it's great to have him in on the joke. Like he's doing him, yeah, and he's yeah. lampooning all the stuff that he is known for, and he's in on the joke, you mm-hmm, know. Mm-hmm. And so that made it uh, not only easier for me to accept him, but I could actually celebrate just the unique things that come along with Arnold Schwarzenegger being, you know, a, a, the lead in, in a movie. So nice. that that was something cool that I thought that he that was in this movie. Absolutely, going off going off that. I love that, and this is, I think, it speaks to what you're saying about him being in on the joke. I feel like all the Arnold Schwarzenegger puns are just taken to 11 in this. They're just like ratcheted <laughs> up all the way as much yeah. as you can. And I really, I enjoy that. I mean, I like his puns in general, but to this point, it's just more, more was better. Uh, but Paul, what did you think about Arnold Schwarzenegger in this? Well, it'll, uh, his puns, I a little like his, uh, let's see, his uh, elbow sleeve. 
was wearing thin. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know? But <laughs> That's right. one thing I did love was Arnold as Hamlet. Just that, that oh, little yeah. uh, that yeah. was <laughs> montage there. That was great. <laughs> It was is almost very. It, it reminded me of UHF, like the little yes. skits from UHF. Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, it was <laughs> very well done. It, it was fun to watch. Not yeah. to be, Peter. What's something else you liked? Uh, yeah, there's lots of overlap lap in my mm-hmm. thoughts here. Mm-hmm. Um, it, um, what I appreciated about this uh, is that time improved the spoof for me. Because mm-hmm. uh, because the the movie was a product of the '90s, it was making fun of the '90s, and, and all that's more exaggerated the further away from the '90s we get. Oh, very true. You know? Yeah. And so I felt like all of the things that they were doing that were kind of like '90s uh, tropes mm-hmm. were like popping out to me even more, having the distance that we do from from '90s action movies. Oh, totally. That's a really good point. Did Did you feel that same way, Paul? Uh, a little bit. I mean, like it, it became obvious, like the blockbuster scene. It never yeah. said blockbuster, but you, you know what it is. You know what yeah. they were, what they were referencing. Yeah. So there were things like that. Sure. Hmm. Um, for me, something that I, and this is not at all related to that, but, um, a character related, I thought Benedict, uh, was actually this. I don't know. I I really appreciated him as the villain. I felt like he was yeah. really smart and kind of a a classic style villain. He wasn't. I mean, he was evil. Like he was, I guess, in a way, psychotic. But it was, it was downplayed. It wasn't like totally. Yeah, it was just downplayed, and I really appreciated that. I thought he was methodical, and his actions made sense. It wasn't like he was just like being. A zany Joker type character. It was. I, I liked. I just liked him as the villain. Did either of you care for him? Yeah, I loved Charles Dance in this, mm-hmm. um, and I forgot how much I loved him as a villain. And in his his performance, I felt like elevated the material because he would bring in little subtleties that that wouldn't be technically on the written page. You know, yeah. I mean, and there's like the, the standout moment to me. <laughs> was when he walks up to a guy in the middle of the night and he says, I wonder if you could help me with an experiment. (laughs) And the guy's like, sure, what can I do for you? Well, boom, and he just (laughs) caps it. (laughs) And that was was like one of the best moments uh, of the movie for me. Uh, Yeah, I thought he was great. Oh, totally. Yeah, that was a very funny part. And I, I just, I love that he even goes to the place. He's so smart that he goes to this place of, well, let me get all these other villains. Like, I, I like that there. He's aware that there's these that there are movies, and that he can like. Oh well, let me go see what these uh, these movies are and actually get that these other villains out of here. So yeah. yeah. Uh, let's see, uh, Paul. What's something else you liked? Basically, I loved all the movie references. Just mm-hmm. it's it's between the T one thousand coming out of the police to all the different celebrity pop you know just popping up here and there even even the 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 butler from peewee's big adventure you know all the cameos and all the movie references i thought it were was great even lawrence olivia you might remember him from commercials or a clash of the titans you know (laughs) peter what's what's one more thing you liked about this movie now is this is the this is the the one more thing before like my my favorite thing about exactly, it exactly yes okay um, 
Well, this wasn't originally on my list, but since there's so much overlap, I've kind of covered what I was going to say in the other one. I, I appreciated that there was at least, and I think part of this is probably because I'm in a different place. You know, I'm a, I'm a dad now and mm-hmm. I'm also mm-hmm. just older and more sensitive or whatever. Well, but I, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> there was a little bit more heart to this movie than I thought. You know, totally. the, uh, the mom um, it was, you know, th- there was a lot about this movie that was really playing up the cheesiness of 90 mo- 90s movies and stuff, you know, mm-hmm. and and the, a lot of the performances were elevated. But every time we were in a in a scene with the mom, I felt like this is a legit mom. Mm-hmm. Like, like this felt like a performance that she would give not to some weird, you know, Schwarzenegger action comedy, but the kind of performance she would give in a family drama. You yeah, know, yeah. I totally <laughs> felt her. As as a as a down to earth real mom mm-hmm. and uh, and her concern for her son and uh, uh, yes I just really enjoyed her performance in every scene that involved her and and it was moments like that and even another moment you know near the end where they were kind of playing up a little bit of the father son overtones between uh, the Jack Slater character and Danny mm-hmm. uh, when he's when he's asking him to like grab my hand and I'll catch you I'll catch yeah, you yeah. I was like what's happening i'm feeling a little bit emotional (laughs) (laughs) so there there was little teeny moments here and there that 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 it showed where i felt the heart of the movie in a way i never had before yeah yeah yeah. paul did you feel like the mom's performance helped distinguish the real world from the fantasy movie world definitely uh agree with you on that not so much Danny, reach out. I'll catch you. No, you're not. It's raining. There's no way you can catch him. <laughs> but he's Arnold. He's Arnold. Yeah, but I'm a movie star. I can do it. <laughs> fair enough. Fair enough. Um, one more thing I really liked before we get to the things we love most, our classic makers. Um, you actually mentioned the cheesiness, uh, Peter, I believe. And I love that Slater 4 is just so cheesy. And sometimes cheesy can be just too much. Uh, but I, I felt like it was because it was ma- making fun of itself and uh, especially yeah. Arnold and just all the explosions and stuff. I, I, it, was just, it was just fun. I, yep. I really just loved all that. All that happened in that world. Um, but let's talk about the things that we loved the most about this movie. Uh, let's start with Paul. Basically, the story, the concept of going oh. into the uh, the movie world and then flipping it around and having the movie world come into our world and then the interactions between the two. Mm-hmm. I love that concept and the the story behind it. Now, and that begs me begs the question for me. Have you ever seen the movie Cool World, Paul? No, not yet. It's been on my to see list for years, but uh, no. Because it's a similar concept where this these real people go into a an animated. I don't Rock know if it's it. a movie or, but it's an animated world, and then the animations come out into the real world. Um, have Have you seen that Spoiler. movie, Peter? No, I mean I haven't seen that one. Uh, I haven't seen that one either. Okay, well my pre- I I've heard to stick to Who Framed Roger Rabbit. Yeah, I was like gonna that. say my prediction would be tragic. I haven't seen it in a while, but uh, that would be my prediction at this point. Anyway. Uh, all right, cool. So just the story, um, Peter, what was your classic maker for this movie? Um, it was, I mean, I guess just in, in summary is kind of what I would say is mm-hmm. that this movie is what ex- the expendables movies could have been, 
you know. Oh, you I, didn't I, like the Expendables, or at well, least no, it sounds no, like no, you no, didn't. no. I don't. I don't want to say that. Um, I mean, they were fine. Mm-hmm. You know, I I wasn't groaning or cringing while while I watched them, um, and they did kind of uh, uh, try to play up some of those tropes and those elements mm-hmm. and the feel of those 90s movies but I, I didn't feel like they were necessarily going as hard for uh lampooning those things as this oh, movie sure. did yeah and uh and you know so i and i i think at the end of the day i would prefer this kind of experience you know where you throw a budget at it and have all the kind of explosions and stuff like that of a 90s movie but at the same time you're uh you're fully aware of the jokes and uh i think i think this movie was ahead of its time in kind mm. of capturing the the feel of that era of movies um, yeah. and and kind of doing a slightly meta based type of humor i don't i don't i don't know how many other movies were playing with that kind of humor and those yeah. kind of ideas but yeah. but uh i do think that it it was uh, underappreciated and ahead of its time for yeah. that Nice. Um, my my classic maker goes along with that, and in fact, it's something Paul said already. So he essentially stole mine. But all yeah. the all the references to other movies and cameos, and I I just love all of that. I mean, I'm a guy who likes when the fourth wall is broken. Except on my podcast, Paul, stop doing that. Um, <laughs> Why? That's the best. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. Um, I I just love that type of stuff. Uh. And especially speaking of breaking the fourth wall, sorry, I want you to end on a good note. So I'm going to insert here. Did you notice right before the villain goes into the real world, walks to the wall, he starts breaking the, the fourth wall. He talks yes. to the camera yes. and you yeah. can see the cameraman in the reflections in the mirror. Oh, as I he's talking. that. No as way. Yeah. It moves oh. around and you can totally oh. see the camera and two or three guys behind the camera. That. Go back and rewatch that. Oh, yeah, that's will. cool. That is that's cool. Wow, that makes me think of Spaceballs when uh, he actually slashes the cameraman. And uh, yeah. he I'm like, it. what is going on here? Wow. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, so you were saying breaking the fourth wall. Yeah, breaking the fourth wall. Um, and actually, the the standout, and this isn't this is more of the on the cameo aspect, but I love that the cat detective Whiskers was played by Danny DeVito. Yeah, because right, <laughs> him and Arnold have such a pairing of comedy in comedy movies. I really it's like they're twins. Huh. Oh man, huh? Interesting. <laughs> Maybe they should have a baby together or something. Yeah. Name him Junior. Um, <laughs> gosh, but that cat was probably my favorite character. I don't know why. Yeah, and I forgot that he was in it. I I, I like that. It's just like, oh yeah, this animated cat. That's that's funny. <laughs> What the um, crap? <laughs> <laughs> or digital black and white Humphrey Bogart. It's just random. <laughs> oh, I did, I didn't remember that. No. Oh, go back rewatch. Okay, I, I'm. Well, we'll see. I, after it's the, back after when he's teaming up the the different people to work together. One of them he, is he says, "Oh, really?" Digitally restored black and white Humphrey Bo- <laughs> Humphrey Bogart. <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, well, before we get to the things that weren't so awesome about this movie, our, our just the things we didn't like about Last Action Hero, we'd like to go out to social media, ask uh, everyone who follow, who's part of our Facebook group or follows us on Twitter, etc., what, what do you think of this movie um, or these movies and games we cover? And here's what some of you had to say. Officially Late to the Party says, we remember the cups at Burger King that made it seem like the scene printed on the cup was in motion when you move the outside sl- uh, slip from side to side. 
And I actually, ha- I, I kind of remember those uh, cups. And I ha- actually have some 7-Eleven ones that are, uh, I have a Halo one and an Iron Man one that are like that. But I always find those oh. those fun. But uh, thank you, officially late to the party. Uh, then Eric Purcell says, it's been an extremely long time since I watched this one. I remember four things. One, the ACDC song Big Guns. Mm. Two, I'm pretty certain they broke the fourth wall a few times in this. Yeah, they did indeed. Uh, three, the terrible game that was released. <laughs> um, he says, Wait, does he mean the Nintendo or Super Nintendo? I'm getting to that. He says, oh, okay. just ask the guys at the Genesis Gems podcast about that. Oh, okay. So apparently so Genesis. the Genesis one. Yeah. Uh, oh, uh, four. Oh, and I remember the critics really taking this movie to task. Yeah. So thank you for that feedback, Eric, and sharing those memories. Steve Hamilton says, Tar Pits, Glass Eyes, Sylvester Stallone references, Blockbuster Video, and I loved Jack's closet filled with the same outfit. <laughs> <laughs> um, then he quotes the movie here. Uh, Tony Vivalve Z, uh, Anthony Quinn's character says, What is this, Benedict? First, you're my friend. Now you turn a, a 360 on me? <laughs> and Benedict says, 180, you stupid spaghetti slurping cretin. 180. If I did the 360, I'd go completely around and end up back where I started. <laughs> a fun line. Uh, yeah. Thank you, Steve Hamilton. And finally, uh, Josh Powers says, uh, quotes Arnie, I'll be back. Ha, I bet you didn't know I was going to say that. And then Danny says, you always say that. What aspects of this movie are always going to bother us? Let's talk about the things we didn't <laughs> like about Last Action Hero. Uh, I will kick us off. And this kind of flies in the face of something you said, Peter. Um, though I did appreciate the mom's acting, I, I, I give you that. He, she did ground the story and, and ground the real world. But Oh, no. Here it comes. Uh, <laughs> Paul, I think, knows. I, I really didn't like that she's lying for Danny about why he missed school. I mean, how is he supposed to learn anything if he doesn't have any consequences? Seriously. And, and school is the time to learn that. I mean, when not getting to your job in time is a much worse consequence. You'll get much worse consequences for that. So learn it early in school. Come on. Um, anyway, so uh, <laughs> let's see. Uh, Paul, what's something you didn't like? I didn't understand why the kid kept trying to convince everyone that they were in a movie. It's just like, let oh. it go, kid. Yeah. Just enjoy the ride, like, and stop like r- trying to change the movie with like trying to convince everyone it is a movie. You know, I never really thought about that, but that's a really excellent point, Peter. Did that occur to you at all? Um, it, it not quite in that form. I mean, my. Uh, one of mine, uh, one of my tragic makers here was very similar. And that is that the character Danny was just often providing commentary on mm-hmm. like, you see this and this and this, and this means we're in a movie. Da, 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 da. And, and uh, I'm just like, less is more guys, less <laughs> is more. We, you know, especially, yeah. especially now, um, the, as I said before, one of the things that I like about the movie is that the nineties tropes pop out so much more mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. because of that, I'm like, kid, I don't need your commentary. I'm just, I'm, right. I'm totally following all the gags and it's, I, I wanted to figure out a way. Can we somehow remove that kid <laughs> from, <laughs> from the movie? <laughs> the daddy just, edit. 
Yeah, yeah. I, yes. I have a few things to say about Danny, but <laughs> going right with that. But this is actually before he's in the movie. Um, I just hate that he's talking. When is he not in the movie just before? When, when he's watching the movie, just when he's trying oh, to screen. Okay. And he's yeah, talking. Oh, the Christmas movie at the beginning. And that too. But he's talking during the movie. I'm, and I'm like, <sighs> kid, if oh, I yeah. want your commentary, I'll buy the, your riff tracks. Okay, thanks. Yeah. Just be quiet. I don't care if you're by oh. yourself or not. Yes. Wait, wait, Francisco's talking. The kid is so going to get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he had his he had the theater to himself and I was still irritated by that. I yes. Was- <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Um but yeah, that's something else I didn't like. Uh let's go back to Paul. I thought the dialogue and some of the writing on this movie was less than par. Uh, oh, for any particular character? Well, like the, at the beginning of the movie, of not not when, before Danny's in the movie, the the scene on the rooftop where the the guy has the axe and the kid, and they're mm-hmm. ta- and he's talking to Arnold. The exchange that's going on in there is a lot of talking. It's like, look, it's not very meaningful what they're saying. Like, what? Well, I think it's just to set up the end, though. That's fine, but let's get like 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 Peter said. Less is more. If you're not going to say something <laughs> worthwhile, let's, I, let's. I suppose. But yeah. I I felt just a lot of the dialogue. If it wasn't movie <laughs> references or a joke, then make it meaningful or cut it out. And there was a lot of unnecessary dialogue. I thought. Mm. I wonder. And, do, you, hmm. do you think that that might have been an attempt at? Like mimicking some trope there. I mean, I didn't that didn't read as a trope to me. But do you think that might have been the intent? No, it's just bad writing. Okay. <laughs> Cut. Done. <laughs> bad writing. <laughs> um, end of discussion. Uh, <clears throat> Peter, what's something else you didn't like? Um. Well, I just in in general. Well, I don't want to say in general because a lot of times I felt like the the actor that played Danny was right for what they were asking him to do. Yeah, yeah, um, I would agree with that. But, it wasn't <clears throat> the kid's fault. Um, but there was one there was one moment where I was like, ah, that's that's reading to me in a way that I don't think is intended. When he first goes out of the apartment, his mom leaves, tells him to lock the door and stay in there and don't go out. And mm-hmm. then he decides he's still going to go out anyway. He takes one step out the door, boom, busts back in because a thief is, is and slams him up against the wall. Yeah. When he is slammed up against the wall and when the actor is supposed to be registering fear on his face, it looked to me like he was fighting a smile. Oh, really? Uh, in that moment, yeah. Oh, I and, didn't read that, but And there's, wow. there's things like that that I, whether they are real or imagined, I tend to get from child actor performances sometimes. I'm like, uh-huh. are they fighting a smile right now? What I, the crap is that? Um, so, yeah, I, it's... Uh, there, there was just... A, I, that's the only one that comes to mind, but I think there were maybe just one or two other moments where I'm like... I, he's either giving me too much or he's not up to what the moment is, is asking for right here. Mm, mm. How about when the car's flying through the air and he's crossing his eyes? Crossing his... I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't remember him crossing his eyes. But... I was doing the dishes and making uh... <laughs> I mean, yes, Paul, maybe that part that, too, yes. Maybe the fact that you're doing the dishes at parts and not watching the movie is a statement of itself. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Oh, we'll get there. We will get there. Just <laughs> you wait. Um, but uh, let's see. So one more thing that I didn't like uh, was, at least before my tragic maker, was for 
and this is kind of a small thing, but right. Okay. So Slater is in the real world and, uh, Danny is introducing him to Nick, essentially <clears throat> the, the older guy who ran the movie theater. Um, and right before that, Nick says, uh, I'm getting up in years. Like he doesn't really understand what's going on. And then right away when, uh, Danny says, you don't, this isn't who you think it is. He knows right away, oh, this is the guy out of the movie who's come out of the movie. It, it seemed, yeah, it, it was very, uh, it didn't connect for me yep. how he, he's saying he playing dumb in this one moment. Then the next, he's like, oh, yeah, totally. That, that makes sense. Yeah. Well, because the right before that, Danny was explaining how he was in the movie. He yeah, spent but, like two or three minutes explaining that he was in the movie. So now he's out of the movie, and guess who else is out of the movie? Yeah, but you really think Nick pays any attention to what this kid's saying? I don't think so. Yeah. So. Well, there was a there was a disconnect in tone for me too. Like when you consider that both um, the Nick character and the mother character are in the real world, mm-hmm, okay, mm-hmm. and so tonally they. I feel like they should be kind of operating based on some of the same rules. But whereas the mother felt very grounded and, and real, quote unquote, to me, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Nick felt like kind of a bumbling adult that you would find in the children's movie. You know what I mean? Oh, he is. yeah. It was a different tone. He didn't feel quite like like a real person that I would have encountered ever in my life. Yeah, I almost well, feel like he should have been a little bit more. I think I would have liked to see him be a little bit more run down and almost hopeless Mm. And maybe seeing Slater and what happens inspires him. And that's like his yeah. mini arc. And he, he's yeah. like, oh, wow, maybe I should actually make a go of another theater or something else. Or Yeah. It'd be boring. <laughs> 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 At least until he got that spark. He's not the kind of guy who's uh, holding a, a magic <clears throat> ticket from Houdini. You know, that's But he his never character. uses it. So. Yeah. But I don't anyway. know. Anyway. Okay, anyway. Paul, why don't you give us one more thing you didn't like before we get to our tragic makers for last action. I'm sorry, years. but I remember watching this movie in the theater and thinking back then that the special effects didn't hold up. Some of the uh oh. the the explosions, and especially the kid flying through the air on the bike and then landing on the house <laughs> yeah. and landing. Mm. That it's still it's not getting better with age. I, I would agree. And there's also one part where Arnold's shooting a stick of dynamite and it looks very yeah. MS Paint animated. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I would agree with you. Though I think all the practical explosions, because they're practical, I think they still hold up pretty well. Like the uncle, second cousin, or Frank, I think that his second cousin, that house exploding. Oh, yeah. Dang. And, um, yeah, stuff like that. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, this kind of goes back to like, but when when Arnold is uh, the elevator's broken off and he's holding on and he slips uh-huh. off, that looked that fall looked so real. I mean, I was feeling the like <laughs> like intake of breath at the thought of falling, and then you see the crane coming. I think that's a great moment and in, mm. in that movie. So, query. <laughs> okay, how did you watch it? Oh, oh! I watched it uh, SD on Crackle. Me too. Okay, okay. I watched it in HD 1080p on. There's your problem. No, no. Go. Yeah, that scene. <laughs> it, I liked how you know he was holding on, and then all of a sudden it slipped away. Uh-huh. But it, it, I could tell. But anyway, uh, okay. you know, on on like a viewing experience, a note. I have to say 
this is the first time I've ever seen this movie in widescreen. Crackle had it in widescreen. Mm. When the movie came out on home video, it was in that like weird space between VH- VHS and DVD where the first DVDs sometimes would never get a widescreen release. Mm-hmm, right. This was one of those movies that on its initial release, it did not get a widescreen release. So for mm. years, uh, I've had this movie in my collection. And I've only had the, uh, the pan and uh, scan. The, the pan and scan. And, uh, and I never got around, uh, you know, for reasons that, you know, obviously I, I was doing the dishes while I was watching it. <laughs> so I never got around to buying, you know, a, an updated Blu-ray or whatever. But it was still a treat for me to finally see this movie in widescreen. Yeah, totally. Okay, um, but what was actually a trick, you know, not a treat, about Last Action Hero? Uh, Peter, why don't you go ahead and give us the the thing you hated most about this movie? Okay, well, let's see. First, I mentioned um, the kid when he's talking and the kid when he's smiling. And it's, just, it's the kid. It's the kid. <laughs> oh, poor Austin. You know, um, and like I said, I, I think that for much of the movie, he is a great fit for what he's doing. Um, but there was just enough moments in the movie where either from a script standpoint, I felt like he was unnecessary and I didn't, didn't need mm-hmm. the, the, the role that he was playing in the, in the, the, that he was in this movie, or there was some kind of a little performance issue. So if there was some way to lessen or remove the, uh, the role of the kid in this movie, I think that would uh, go a long way to improving the experience for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've, for me, I mean, that's essentially Danny is my tragic maker as well. I, I feel like Strikes. he's either okay. Here's my issue with him: he either has no on-screen charisma, or Schwarzenegger has so much that side <laughs> by side it seems like Danny has none. And <laughs> it's just, I mean, I think he's he is playing an authentic kid type. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's his role that you could you would see that type of kid in the real world. But that yeah. type of kid is one that would be annoying. For me to be around, <laughs> and and he has this like know it all quality. Like Perry, you were yeah. saying how he's like, and 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 uh, Paul also like he's always trying to convince people. Oh, you're in the movie. Oh, I know this about the action movies. It's just like, just stop, kid. Stop <laughs> yeah. with all of that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, so Danny is my tragic maker for that. Uh, Paul, will you make this a, a, a three peat? Three strikes and you're out. Sorry, Austin, you get to stay because you're not my tragic maker. Oh, okay. okay. The old Paul switcheroo. <laughs> I originally thought my tragic maker was going to be the time. It's two hours and 10 minutes. I thought it was like at least 40 minutes too long. I looked oh, at okay. my watch and the last <laughs> part was dragon, but that's not actually it. I thought the worst part of this was the humor and now i did like some of the humor like we mentioned before like when you said arnold schwarzenegger he said gazoon tight you know to play off of it Uh there is some fun humor but there's a lot of what i call kitty humor Mm. like the dog stacking up in a pyramid formation (laughs) yeah or or some of the expressions of the kid or it, everything pertain was focused too much on the kids if they focused made it if they actually that sounds I, a little bit like Danny might be yeah yeah i think so <laughs> but this actually goes against your one of your very <laughs> first points peter is that you said that um that arnold you know is is in on the joke and i like yeah. that as well but I think 
um, if they took it a little bit more seriously and, and, you know, like the mom, they had more grounding things, but still have the novelty of the movie, you know, all, everything in it, but take itself more seriously. I think it would have uh, been much more enjoyable. Oh, well, okay. it's interesting you say that, though, because I feel like the I felt most emotionally drawn and this to the seriousness of the final act when they're out in the when they're trying to find Benedict and things are going wrong and Slater's having this like midlife crisis is totally not the right phrase, but essentially like is culture shocked about how he's not real, how he yeah. he's fictional. So that part was the most gripping to me. Um, See, I didn't believe it. Why would a fictional character say, oh, don't, someone made me up. I'm not real. I'm like, baloney, in this world that's true, but not in my world. That's where I'm from. Why would he say, oh, I'm just made up when he's not, because at least the, in his world? Because the golden ticket had little sparkly effects on it. Yes. Which indicates that this is all just kind of magical <laughs> fantasy. It doesn't have to make sense. <laughs> okay. Because it's well, there a movie. You go. Yeah, that's that's, that's right. why. <laughs> uh, all right. So I uh, as 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 emotional as like what you were saying, Francisco. I didn't mm-hmm. buy it. Okay. That that's fine. Uh, but uh, I think with now with, that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, us to have a firing solution for us. Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready. On your mark. Do we rate Last Action Hero a classic? We'd recommend anyone go out and see this, whether or not you've seen it before. Uh, and Nostalgic, we'd only recommend a rewatch for people who have seen it before. If you haven't seen it before, uh, just it's not worth your time. Or a tragic, it's not worth your time even if you have seen it before, if you have good memories of this movie, just leave those memories intact. Don't sully them with a rewatch. So let's start with our guest, Peter. How do you, what's your final rating for Last Action Hero? Well, of those three, uh, and I don't feel, I don't know if it slots perfectly for me into any of those three, but if of those three, I'd say the closest would be a classic. And I really? say that, wow. yeah, <clears throat> I say that in the same sense that there are some classics that, uh, were uniquely a part of their time or uniquely did something in the film industry that hadn't been done before that are worth watching from either a historical standpoint mm-hmm. or just or because of a quality type issue. But like for me, as I go back to the original Alien mm-hmm. um, or to the original Star Wars movies, uh, I see things going on and they're like, wow, that's never been done before. And mm-hmm. there are also some things that I'm like, wow, this still holds up. And then there are some other things that I'm like, that looks terrible. <laughs> that is cheesy by today's standards. That is bad. And so I'm not necessarily like I I, I don't consider the original Star Wars movies watchable for me anymore. Um, oh, really? But I okay. but oh, I wow. still but I still would say that they are classics and that they should be considered uh, for viewing uh, because of a uh, because of that. L- let me ask are you this: you saying this movie is not watchable, but it's a classic. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's kind of what I'm saying. Yeah. Well, <laughs> well I'm, I'm curious. Would you show your kids this movie when they're in their preteens, teens? When they're old enough? Yeah. Um, 
Yes, but only if they had an interest and had watched a number of 90s action movies up to that point. Okay. So that they so they could appreciate the humor. I think because it is a time capsule type thing. And mm-hmm. I think it's you know ahead of its time, but it was intended to be kind of a time capsule in that mm-hmm. in, in terms of the humor. So so I think if you are a film buff from 90s action movies, then like after you do a marathon of those, you absolutely should pop in Last Action Hero. Okay. All right. So classic from Peter. Paul, how do you rate this movie? I remember liking this film. Uh, Like I said, I saw it in the theater. I liked it when it was young. Um, And I predicted that would be nostalgic. Uh, And because I've since heard a lot of uh, negative reviews from people, and and after rewatching it, after it's been a while, I would hold that nostalgic. If you haven't seen it before, you don't need to see it. Uh, If you have seen it before and like it, watch it. uh grudgingly i mean there are some (laughs) fun moments there's some great action moments that are fun to watch but there's also uh some moments where there your eyes are gonna roll and yes you can take a moment to go do the dishes uh so just be wary of that fair enough all right yeah that's fair classic and nostalgic for me um I, I do end up rating Last Action Hero a nostalgic, but it's actually a lot higher or a lot closer to a classic for me than it, it sounds like it is for Paul. Um, I, I, I really appreciate this movie watching it again. I picked up on like, like you kind of alluding to what you were saying, Peter, I, there's so much more in this movie for me watching it as an adult, watching it as someone who's seen a lot more action movies than I probably saw as a kid or, or understanding the, the tropes of action movies a lot more. Um, and also I think being a dad also impacts how I experience this movie, uh, as well. And yeah, I, I, it's, if you saw it as a kid, definitely rewatch it today as an adult, because I think you'll get a lot more out of it. Um, but I think there are other better, especially Schwarzenegger movies to watch. If you're looking for a Schwarzenegger movie, yeah, uh, to see that as opposed to this being something to see as a Schwarzenegger movie. Just cause. so don't start with this one because if you do, it'd be no. a big mistake. <laughs> That's right, <laughs> it would be. <laughs> exactly. Yes. For now, this would be like this would be the kind of movie that, like, if if he wasn't quite as old as he is, like he should be making right now again. Oh you know? yeah, yeah. That's like a good this point. is this yeah. is this is the movie for the tail end of that kind of career. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, good point. But anyway, with. All that but said, I like the fact he did it while he was young and still yeah, yeah. like yes. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um so with, with all that, uh the Retro Rewind podcast rates Last Action Hero, a disputed nostalgic movie. We'd recommend uh if you saw this before, definitely see it again. Um but it may not be the one to pick up if you've never seen it before. All right, uh let's get to our feedback section. Us All righty, so we have some feedback first off uh, from listener Deb Powers, uh, and this is a really sweet uh, note she sent. Hey guys, as a privileged Patreon patron, uh, was just listening to the pre-post show for episode 115. I think that's Top Gun. Uh, yes, it is. Uh, I was listening on my way home from work at eight o'clock at night, and you guys made me laugh all the way home. She had the crying laughing emojis. 
Um, thanks for the great fun. I realized that Katek and Kitos, my, my two brothers who have been on the podcast, have very similar laughs. What happened to you, Francisco? <laughs> um, enjoyed it so much. Uh, it being later in the night helped. So thank you so much for that feedback, Deb. That's awesome to hear. Uh, I will uh, say I listened to that that uh, pre-post show early in the morning on the way to work. Hilarious. Uh-huh. That was hilarious. I, so thank you so much for that, Deb. Uh, also want to, uh, so now I want to do a couple quick announcements. First off, uh, as always, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash cast your vote or just slash vote. And you'll notice that the list is dramatically smaller. It's now 15 movies uh, to choose from. I essentially took the top 15 from the la- from the previous list and transferred them over. And it's so that if people used to listen to the show and vote way back when but don't listen anymore, um, I mean, their votes still kind of count because we're still going to pull from that original list over into this new one. But we want present listeners to have a lot more say in the movies we're going to cover. So you can vote up and down the 15 movies there um, for the next round of five we're going to cover. And as five get used, we'll pull over five from the previous list. Uh, also, um, go to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash store where you can find our t-shirts and hoodies and help us. And that's another way to support the show if you don't want to be a patron uh, or anything like that. Uh, finally, I want to announce that one of the reasons we're having pair on and we're covering Last Action Hero is, uh, well, let me set it up a little bit. Uh, every summer, Christian Geek Central, which is one of the uh, things that Peter runs, uh, he does holds this event called the Summer of Free. And um, Peter, before I go on, could you explain a little bit what Summer of Free is? Yeah, basically, I mean... Um from my perspective as a Christian, we want to just uh, be careful and, and and mindful of the resources that we've been given. And so sometimes that means taking a breather from spending money and just being content with the things you have access to with the finances that you have available instead of overextending yourself. And so uh, with, with that in mind, uh, every summer I try to highlight over the course of the weeks of the summer uh, just some free geeky entertainment that people can enjoy, video games or uh, movies or and free stuff that anybody with an internet connection can enjoy and it's specifically you know geek genre type stuff you know so uh so yeah that's kind of the idea behind the summer of free we try to find new and interesting uh free geeky kinds of entertainment uh and highlight it uh throughout the summer months awesome okay so why uh we're bringing this up you may be wondering that um is because we're going to be hosting sort of an offshoot of the summer of free called the summer free movie club And this will be a monthly Google Hangout where whoever would like to join can come and discuss uh, spiritual themes in whatever movie was selected. And it turns out the first movie we're going to be covering is Last Action Hero, which right now, if you go to crackle.com, you can watch Last Action Hero for free. It's with ads, but you can watch it for free. And then uh, go to summerfree.com and you should be able to find the link to join us on the Google Hangout on June 3rd, uh, 2017, to anyone who's listening to this in the far future. Uh, sorry if you missed it. It's great. Um, <laughs> but uh, we're going to be holding that at 12 o'clock noon Pacific time. Uh, so, yeah, if you want to discuss Last Action Hero, uh, you can do that with us. Uh, we, we had a mini discussion that you'll be able to listen to 
on uh, the Spirit Blade Underground podcast, or if you're a patron, it'll be in the bonus stage feed um, if you'd like to hear what that's like. Uh, so awesome. And thank you to Pater for letting us be a part of the Summer of Free with you. Oh, thank you so much. Appreciate it. Totally. Uh, and now, uh, before we get to uh, our last nap point and the end of the show, want to plug one more time, become a patron. It's awesome. Uh, you get bonus content, you get games, outtakes, new and current movie reviews. Um, it's a fun time. So please consider being one of our Patreon patrons by going to patreon.com slash retro rewind podcast. So before we get to, uh, nap point Omega, uh, I want to say you can find the retro rewind podcast on Twitter, Instagram, uh, Pinterest by going, just looking for retro rewind pod. I find us on YouTube by going to retro rewind podcast or youtube.com slash retro rewind podcast. Uh, and you can also find us on iTunes, Stitcher, um, support us on Patreon and PayPal. And because Paul is having some glitchiness, I'm just going to say you can find all his stuff and how to contact him at pauljpowers.com. Uh, so thank you, Paul. You're an awesome friend, awesome co-host. Even when you're not even on the show, you're awesome. Uh, but I also want to say a very special thank you to Peter for coming back. It is awesome having you on the show again. Uh, can My you, pleasure. Can you please tell uh, our listeners where they can find you online? And do you want to feel free to promote uh, SBU or Spirit Play, anything you'd like? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, like all the kind of Christ- the celebration and examination of Christian geek culture from a from a biblical standpoint, it, all that's fun stuff you can find at ChristianGeekCentral.com. And then if you're looking for some stuff to uh, fill your ears and imagination while you're driving or commuting or whatever, we've got a bunch of audio dramas and a podcast that you can check out over at SpiritBlade.com. Yeah, and I, I highly recommend SpiritBlade Trilogy. I have all three. It's an amazing trilogy of audio dramas it's so great (laughs) (laughs) yeah absolutely and i am francisco ruiz you can find me on twitter at fxruizx and i'd like to promote my services as web and graphic designer you can find my portfolio at fxrdesign.com thank you you right now wherever you are whatever you're doing thank you so much for listening if you subscribe to the show thank you for subscribing uh supporting it if you do that and sharing the podcast with your friends. That's a great way to uh, support the show. But like a Pokemon trainer, we got to catch y'all later on the next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Retro Rewind mission complete. Proceed to Nap Point Omega and return to base. Get to the chopper? Is that is that this movie? <laughs> <laughs>